And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. I want to thank you for all the great encouragements, your questions and your comments about the program. Absolutely wonderful and truly appreciated. And, you know, the concept of the program isn't about, you know, necessarily teaching you all about one subject in the short time of an hour that we have each week, but it is to get your appetite wet to keep seeking that relationship with God that he seeks to have with you. And so hopefully what I'm sharing with you, what the Holy Spirit is sharing with you through the program, uh, you will continue to do research. You'll continue to look up and read those scriptures. And I'm excited about today's program as well, which is entitled Sacrifice and Friendship. And so, again, I want to thank you for joining me on Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And, again, if you have any questions about this program or or maybe a question from something you heard us talk about in the past or maybe some information that you like in the future, or if you would like a free Bible, please contact me by email at Saturday Morning Dan Brown. Yahoo.com. So let's get our program off to a wonderful start this morning, titled again, Sacrifice and Friendship. And we go to a scripture that's in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 15. And, and Jesus begins to tell the apostles something a little different than th- that they may have thought of themselves in a way that he had referred to them before. And this is what it says in verse 15. And this is a more modern translation. This is the translation of the message by uh, Mr. Peterson, which is a good modern translation. And here's what it has to say. It says, you are my friends when you do the things that I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. Wow, what an incredible relationship that is that Jesus seeks to have with us. I have called you friends. And so part of today's program, again, the title is Sacrifice and Friendship, One of the things we need to understand is we will never know the joy of self-sacrifice until we surrender in every detail of our lives. And if you know, if you've been listening to my program, that is a, a ongoing theme weaving through all the subjects that we've talked about because having this intimate relationship with the creator of all that exists is what he seeks to have with us. We're not following a cause. We're not following this thing that happened and they're just these great ideas. We are, we are in an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe who loves us unmeasurably, who sent his one and only son to die on the cross on our behalf, to do what you and I could not do. 
And so, again, we'll never know the joy of self-sacrifice until we surrender. Think about this. Until we surrender in every detail of our lives, not partly, not a couple of things, not once a week, until we surrender in every detail of our lives. Yet surrender, we seem to find, you and I, right? And, and we're all in this boat together, right? Yet self-surrender is the most difficult thing for us to do. And how often, my friends and brothers and sisters, do we make it conditional by saying, whether in our heart or out loud, I'll surrender if we had conditions to God, what? We do. Or we approach it by saying, I suppose I have to devote my life to God. Whoa, what joy sucking out of life is that? We will never find the joy of self-sacrifice in either one of those ways. And there's a few other ways that we, we, we try to do this compromise with God in some way, you know, I'll never do this again if you do this, Lord, or I'll, I'll never do that again, Lord, if you do this, you know, and how often are we praying for our comfort and, and such selfishness when God says, I know what you need before you ask it. Whew. But as soon as we totally surrender, abandoning ourselves to Christ, the Holy Spirit gives us the taste of his joy. We talk about that a lot as well because God has created in us a place. We are the temple where the Spirit of God wants to dwell. The building and those things of old that the Israel of old all experienced, it makes it very clear in the New Testament, those things were a foreshadow of things that would come in the future. They were examples of potential things that we could relate to. And some of the most easy things to see the relatable is, is the sacrifice of the lamb. Behold, John the Baptist said, the lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. Can we relate to these things? And God uses the simple things that we understand already that are in our lives that we can relate to to lead us to those wonderful spiritual things that he wants us to learn and understand. So again, as soon as we totally surrender, abandoning ourselves to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gives us a taste of his joy. Now, the ultimate goal of sacrifice, of self-sacrifice is what? It's to lay down our lives for our friend. Oh, and then read John 15, 13 through 14. Take a moment to process that. And so when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, our greatest desire is to lay down our lives for Jesus. You go, damn, that's a big thing. You're saying that we're going to do what? And this is the actual, this is it. This is what we're doing. We're becoming living sacrifices on behalf of our Savior. This is the life that he's leading his people, his church, his anointed, his bride. This is what the direction he's leading us to do. 
when the Holy Spirit enters our lives, our greatest desire is to lay down our lives for our friend. And who is our friend? Our friend is Christ. And yet, the thought of self-sacrifice barely or never sometimes even crosses our minds. Because we're, we're very me people so often, aren't we? It's me, 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 me. It's about me. It's about my needs. And yet we want God to give us all, but we are not willing to give our all. Think about that again. Say that in your mind. We want to be given all, yet we don't want to give it all. That, that, that's a crossroads, right, that we run into. Yet the thought of self-sacrifice never even crosses our minds. Why? Because sacrifice is the Holy Spirit's ultimate expression of love. And who was that expression through? Through our Lord and Savior, as he gave his life to redeem us. We were purchased at a great price. The life of the Son of God. And so our Lord is an example of a life of self Sacrifice, isn't he? And he perfectly exemplified Psalms 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Not our will, not my will, not your will, but God's will. We submit and we surrender all so that God's will may be accomplished in us. I delight to do your will, O my God. Think about it. Remember this. He endured tremendous personal sacrifice, and yet he did it with overflowing joy. Yet when you and I come across some little trouble, what do we do? Do we stand up and do we celebrate God in the midst of our crisis and our joy and say, Lord, we know that you are there. My faith is that you will provide what I need to get through this crisis. I know that you will provide the strength and the wisdom that I need to go through this troublesome time, Lord. And I pray, Holy Father, that your will is done in my life. That is what our words should be. And if he's not the one to whom we're looking for direction and guidance, then my brothers and sisters, there's no benefit in my sacrifice. Because no other religious figure, no other religion has God the Father given his son to give his life on behalf of his creation. All the rest are dead in their graves and turned to dust. So many recounted their, whatever their religious zealotness was during that time. So many on their deathbed recounted, don't follow what I did. I was absolutely wrong. 
no other was raised from the dead after three days to sit at the right hand of the Father in glory in heaven. None, all have perished. So I want to ask you, have I ever yielded myself in absolute submission to Jesus Christ? Have I? We talk about it. Oh, yeah, we talk about it. Maybe we talk about a lot on Sundays, maybe some on Wednesday nights, maybe in some other groups, whether they're loops or home studies or maybe we do talk about it. But do we do it? Does your life reflect total submission to God's will? Does it? Because if not, when my sacrifice is made with my eyes focused on him, slowly, surely his molding influence of our Savior becomes evident in our lives. And if you want to look, read that a little bit more, um, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Check that out. And that will give you a little more insight into that. And so I, I want to take a momentary break here. And, and you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. If you have any questions about today's program or program from the past or maybe something that you'd like to hear us talk about in the future, or if you would like a free Bible, please contact me by email at Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. And thank you for tuning back in uh, this morning. This is the second segment of today titled Sacrifice and Friendship. And uh, I. It's a wonderful program. I I thank the Lord for uh, providing the insight and the understanding into the things that I share with you. And um, in understanding these things, again, it's an interwoven theme throughout the entire scriptures of what God is seeking uh, to be in our lives. And that is God is seeking to be everything in our lives and have his will in place of our own. And in doing so, it is such an intimate relationship, which is requires full surrender, not part-time, not halfway, not I'll get there here. I'll do it, Lord, if you do this for me. You know, all this kind of stuff. No, that's not how it works. How it works is being very careful and being aware of letting your natural desires hinder your walk in love before God. Because everything that we're doing, we do out of love. 
And how do we know love? Because God loved us first. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, man. That's everything. God was willing to give all so that we would give all. Give all on our behalf. And so we need to surrender all as well. So one of the cruelest ways to actually kill the natural love uh, that we're trying to have with our creator is through the rejection that results from having built up the love on natural desires instead of our spiritual desires, on things of the flesh. When we desire things of the flesh more than we desire God, we push him away. And always these things are a choice. I I hear all the time we're flawed. Yes, we're flawed. We're sinners. Yes, we're sinners. But make no mistake, we have a choice. And that is something that God has created inherent in us to give us the choice. That doesn't mean we necessarily have the strength of change in our sin within ourselves. Otherwise, why would we need a sacrifice? If we had the ability, we'd already have the, you know, the strength to do it. But we do not. And so that is where Jesus comes in. That's why the sacrifice was necessary for us. And he was willing to do it out of love and love for his father and love for humanity, love for his bride. So, again, beware of letting your natural desires hinder your walk in love before God. And one of the most cruelest ways we can just stifle that love is doing what? Having, uh, we reject the Holy Spirit essentially, and that results having a buildup of loving other things, worldly things, fleshly desires, right? But one of the truest desires of a believer or a saint is the Lord Jesus Christ, right? The true desire of the saint is the Lord Jesus Christ and that intimate relationship. And love, and I want to explain this in, in very clearly and, and easy for you to understand. Love for God is not something that's sentimental or emotional. And I, within those things, in loving, you'll have an emotion. But for a saint to love God as God loves, is the most practical thing imaginable. For a saint to love as God loves is the most practical thing imaginable. Can we love to the fullest extent of God that God loves? That's a goal. That's our hope. But even in our flawed love, turning towards our Savior, opening ourselves and surrendering our will, we allow the Holy Spirit, which Jesus said to the apostles as he was leaving, I'm going to send you the Comforter, which was the Holy Spirit, who will teach you all things. And through the Holy Spirit, we will learn about deeper love and about God's love and what that means in our lives. And how what we're experiencing, the Holy Spirit will strengthen us and guide us. And back to what Jesus said. 
I have called you friends. Such a deep and large meaning in such a simple phrase. Our friendship with Christ is based on the new life that he has created in us. And remember this, which has no resemblance or attraction to our old life, but only to the life of God. And it is a life that is completely humble. It is a life that is completely pure. And more than anything, it is a life that is devoted to the God of all creation. Oof. I, I just hope that you can take the time to continue and study some of these scriptures that were uh, that we have shared on today's program, and that you will will seek it deeper and seek that relationship that God seeks to have with you in a way of communing with you that is just so special and so deep and so thorough, absolutely thorough. Now I ask you this question. Are you ever troubled? If you are, understand the scripture in John 14, the gospel of John, uh, chapter 14, verse 27, where Jesus says, peace I leave with you, and my peace I give to you. Where are times in our lives when our peace is based simply on our own ignorance? Think about that. But when we're awakened to the realities of life and we're shaken many times to the realities because we seek these things that take our attention away from reality because it may be too painful. It, we might be suffering. It may be things that we can't, can't deal with. But true inner peace is impossible unless it is received from our Savior, Jesus Christ. And know this, when our Lord speaks peace, he creates peace because the words that he speaks are always spirit. and They are life. Read John chapter 6, verse 63. Have I ever received what Jesus has spoken? Have we ever received may my peace and my peace I give to you? And this peace, understand this, it comes from looking into the face and fully understanding and receiving his quiet contentment. Wow. His quiet contentment. And so I'm asking you, are you severely troubled right now? Is your life upended? Are you afraid and confused by the waves and the turbulence God sovereignly has allowed to enter into your life? Are you finding yourself in that place? And again, my question to you, if you are, have you left no stone of your faith unturned, yet still not found any well of peace or joy or comfort? And I pray this not be so, but... Does your life seem completely 
barren to you? And I will tell you, if so, look up to your Savior, Jesus Christ, and receive the quiet contentment that only Christ can give you. Take the time reflecting his peace because that's proof that you're right with God when you can reflect in that peace. You're not exhibiting the freedom to turn your mind to him if you're running into these other things. If you're not right with God, you can never turn your mind anywhere but on yourself. And allowing anything to hide the face of Jesus Christ from you either causes you to become troubled or gives you so wrongly a false sense of security. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after the short message. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. I'm Pam Puzo. The rivalry between the governors of California and Florida is ratcheting up. Democrat Gavin Newsom of California has challenged Republican Ron DeSantis to a debate. Newsom is highly critical of the decision by DeSantis to fly illegal migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, something DeSantis defends. These are voluntary transportation that they're signing up for, but they're given a good ride. They're given everything. And that's just, you know, it's a humane thing to do. Governor Newsom has asked the Justice Department to investigate the migrant flights and bus rides. A long line of mourners continues to file past the coffin of Queen Elizabeth. Former English soccer star David Beckham was among those paying their respects. Everybody wants to be here to be part of this experience. Courtesy ITV. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Sun and areas of high clouds today, a pleasant day with a high of 80, then becoming mainly clear tonight with a low of 62. Sunshine tomorrow, high on Sunday, 85. Then next week, Monday, will be partly sunny and very warm with a high of 88. I'm AccuWeather's Holly Holdren on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG. PG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today in our third segment of our program. If you have any questions about today's program or a program from the past or something you'd like to hear discussed into the future, or if you'd like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address. I won't do anything other than send you that free Bible. And my prayer is that you'll wear out the pages. Um, contact me by email at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. On with our program today of sacrifice and friendship. It's been an interesting journey this morning as we see where Jesus went from 
allowing the apostles and in, in understanding his followers that they were servants to calling them friends and what that meant and what uh, how that would change their lives in either a in a much much greater capacity and so then as we moved into the second segment of the day um, kind of discussing if if we're still finding ourselves troubled and we're still running into roadblocks we, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to, but when we're in the right way with God, when we have surrendered our will completely, not partially, not conditionally, but completely have given ourselves over to God's will, what does come against us, God will provide us with the wisdom, the strength, and the understanding to navigate those things. Does that mean we won't suffer at all? No. No, it doesn't mean that at all. But it means that in the midst of our suffering, we will still find joy. And that joy is so important. Um, and I've experienced these things in my life. Um, and it's very easy. It would be very easy to have a pity party and say, why? Woe is me and all these kinds of things. But I choose, I choose to have faith in my Savior and surrender my will to his and know that whatever evil has met for my harm, God will use for my benefit, whether it's for my instruction, regardless of what it is. And to, it's not that we're going to try to understand why God lets us go through these things. Because there's so many reasons. There's so many things and connections to just one individual. Is what I'm experiencing for me only or is it for others as well? Uh, certainly Job's experiences were not only for Job uh, because it apparently it was so that, uh, you know, others could benefit from Job maintaining uh, his uh, surrender to God in trying to do all things to honor God. And so yet everybody kept telling you must have messed up. They were giving him every other excuse under the sun. Not only did he experience physical things and loss of things, but mentally and emotional things were, were placed upon him and, and upon his body too, besides his family members. So there are things that we can experience that may not physically happen to us, but may happen in our circle of influence. But these things, they're going to happen. And you seek God's wisdom. You seek through your faith in surrendering your will so that God's will may be accomplished in your life. Because these things could be meant for others as well as you. And even generations from you that may be affected by something that's happening to you. And you're just right now going, oh, man, why is this happening to me? And just let's have a pity party for me. Oh, boy. But those aren't the things that you want to do. And I'm not making it any less easy uh, in any way. And I'm not negating the fact that uh, suffering and pain and things can be very traumatizing and hard. And I do know both those things, both physical pain to my body uh, personally and both emotional tearing pain at me of, of sufferings of family members who are so close to me. I'm experiencing those things. But yet I need to just go to my Savior endlessly and say, Lord, your will be 
done. That's what I must do. And I'm, I'm not looking for pats on the back. I'm not looking for attaboys. The only thing I want to do in my life is honor God and do his will in any way that I can. And however I can accomplish that. And that is something that we all need to seek in the way we need to seek it. We need to, as Jesus said, the entire law is summed up in these two things when the apostles came to him. Two things the entire law is summed up in. Love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. Very, very simple statements that have a universe of implications to it. But when we follow those two things and how we were directed to by submitting and surrendering to God, those things can be accomplished in us by God through the Holy Spirit. So when we think and we ponder Am I right with God? Am I not right right with God? But if I'm not right with God, again, you can never turn your mind anywhere but back on yourself. It's going to be a selfish thing. Woe is me. And allowing anything to hide the face of Jesus Christ from you either causes you to become troubled or gives you a false sense of security in yourself which is, there is a way unto man, and that way is death. And with regard to the problem that's pressing on you right now, I ask you, are you looking to Christ? Read Hebrews 12, verse 2. And if you are looking to Christ, hopefully you're receiving that peace from him and if you're not seek it with all your heart your mind and your soul and if so and if you're doing that he will be a gracious blessing of peace exhibited in you for you and through you And so he will be visible to others through you. You will know them by their fruits, the fruits of righteousness, of peace and love. All of those fruits that the Bible describes. If we're in the right frame of mind and have surrendered our will unto our Savior, these things can be accomplished in us. But if you only try to worry about your problem, you try to worry your way out of whatever you've experienced, the only thing you're going to end up effectively doing is destroying his effectiveness in you. And in the end, you will bring about whatever it is on yourself because it is a choice. We have free will. So, my friends, don't submit partially. (laughs) Don't commit partially to your Savior. Give all of you so that you can receive all of him. What a blessing. What a blessing. 
We become troubled because we've not taken him into account. So often in the midst of the pain, and again, I use this example a lot because it's just such a shining example in the scriptures of where Peter's always getting, the apostle Peter's getting whooped on. He was the only guy that got out the boat as Jesus was walking on the water in the storm to them. But as long as Peter kept his eyes fixed on the Savior, Peter's feet remained on the top of that water. But when he was distracted by the storm that surrounded everything else, he began to sink because he took his eyes away from Jesus. He unlocked his gaze from the gaze of eternity. He unlocked his gaze from the gaze of perfection, holiness, and righteousness. And he began to sink in the muck and mire that will consume us all if we do not stay fixed on our Savior in all things. He will be a gracious blessing of peace in and through you. Don't destroy his effectiveness in you. Don't become troubled because we're not taking him in account. And when a person confers with Jesus Christ, the confusion stops because there is no confusion in him. Lay everything out before him. And when you are faced with difficult bereavement, loss, and sorrow, listen to him. John 14, 27, let not your heart be troubled. We're going to take a short break, and you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back this fine Saturday morning and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your wonderful questions and comments and encouragements. I thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for... For sending me those texts, brother, I appreciate you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, John. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Stoddy. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, George. And ladies, thank you, all you praying ladies, the prayer warriors who, who continue to pray for me and for all that we do. Thank you, Paul. Endlessly. I, I wish I had time to say everybody's name. And, it, and it's every name that you could think of. And that's what we need to do is pray and lift each other up continually, not try to tear each other down. The world does that on its own. We don't need to help them. We need to lift each other up in prayer, regardless if a brother you love or you know is suffering. He's tearing you up. Don't turn to the same ways. Pray to God 
that God will enlighten him and that God will open his heart. Those are the prayers. I pray that for my brothers because we're all running into people. We all, <laughs> it's just living life. And so there's people who would disagree what we say. You can say blue and they will say red and disagree with you. <laughs> you can say over and over things and it'll just be disagreements endlessly. Uh, and especially if other people are suffering, they turn inwards and so often they seek to blame others for their own suffering and can't have a clear uh, a clear vision in the mirror of their reflection to see that all of this potentially was brought about by themselves. Yes, there are times that people press upon us, and I've had it many times. But yet there are times that we create the situation ourselves, and so often we look to blame others. And so I asked you all, brothers and sisters, take time today to pray for all those who press upon us. Brothers who seem to be our enemies, sisters who seem to be our enemies, but claim to be part of the body of Christ. Pray for them, for goodwill for them, right? Even Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies, love our enemies, and do good to those who hate us. Don't utter harsh words and evil thoughts. Because he says, even if you've said those thoughts, I mean, if you thought those thoughts in your heart, if you haven't physically committed them by thinking them, you actually have sin. So I urge you today, rectify yourselves with your brothers and sisters. There is only one body of Christ. There is only one church of Jesus Christ. There is only one bride of Christ. There are many members. There are many assemblies and buildings throughout the world that meet, but we are one church. And our Savior and our Lord is Jesus Christ. And if anyone tells you anything other than that, run. <laughs> Seek God's wisdom in all of those things, please. This is our fourth and final segment of today. And I just want to continue to encourage you through times of trouble and hard times to pray and seek God. Now, not, every, not all times will you find an easy out or maybe something will be quick and end and you'll, whoo, thank you, Lord, for getting me through that. There are times when things will feel like a thorn in our side and hang with us. And we're like, Lord, please let me through this. But I will refer you back to our brother, Paul, the apostle Paul, who prayed continually three times to the Lord to remove whatever this thorn was in his side, whether it was physical pain, emotional, spiritual, whatever. We're not uh, privy to what that was. But yet the Lord said in the end, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. So in all that we do, endure. In all that we experience, pray and ask for guidance because the Lord's mercies and grace 
are endless. His love knows no boundaries to us. His righteousness and holiness is uncomparable. And I pray that that relationship that he seeks for you and I, that we have a choice. We have a yes or no in this matter. We have a say. Yes. Do not quench the spirit. Do not vex God. Focus your thoughts on your Savior and the life he wants you to have through him. Beware of not acting upon what you see in your precious moments on that mountaintop with God. When you are in the spirit deeply and God is enlightening you because you run the risk that if you do not obey the light, it will turn to darkness. And he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 23, If therefore that light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? That is a warning to us who claim that we're in the light, right? The moment you forsake the matter of sanctification or neglect anything else on which God has given you his light, your spiritual life begins to disintegrate within you. Continually, brothers, continually, sisters, bring the truth out into your real life. Not to pretend church life, not on Sunday one way, Monday another way, right? Always be the same because the Lord sees you in all situations. There is nothing you can hide from God. And he will see your two faces. Be the same in public as you are in private. Sharing the light. Honoring God. Sharing truth with all those that you see. All those that you come in contact, continually bring the truth out into your real life, working it into every area. Or else, even the light that you possess will itself prove to be a curse. The most difficult person to deal with is the one who has prideful self-satisfaction of a past experience. It's like, this happened to me once. This is it. I'm done. I'm in. But it's not a working experience. It's working out in his everyday life. So you've got to be, be cautious as you move through some things like that. If you say you are sanctified, let me say it again. If you say you are sanctified, show it. Bear the fruit. The experience must be so genuine that it shows in your life, not just in your words, in every detail, in every deed. I'm not saying you're never going to make a mistake. You're never not never going to get angry or frustrated. God will bring those things around and bring you back into line. But show it. Be genuine so that it shows in your life 
every day in every way. Beware of any belief that makes you self-indulgent or self-gratifying because that belief came from the pit of damnation itself because that's where wickedness has arisen from by the one who is the father of lies. And he, if you allow that door a crack open, he will slither in through that tiny little spot. Give him no room, no room for darkness to enter your life. Stay stood and strong. Stand up with your banner high in the light of the Almighty. And sometimes you can really sound beautiful. How many of these things have you seen, these things on TV that just sound so beautiful but are filled with emptiness? What does it say about people who will, a time is coming when they will have itching ears and seek teachers who will say what they want to hear? It will sound beautiful, beautiful. But it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ, so be guarded. Because the scriptures say even the demons believe and tremble. Your theology must work itself out, exhibiting itself in your most common everyday relationships. Our Lord said this, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes, and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Read Matthew 5, verse 20. Every detail of your life, whether moral, physical, or spiritual, is to be judged and measured by the standard of atonement, by the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're listening to, and you have been listening to, Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. God bless you all.